And welcome, welcome, welcome. It's it's March 5th, everybody. I just want to say one thing. Today would have been my father's 100th birthday. And my birthday is next Friday. It'll be my 70th birthday. So see what happens. We're all evenly out. though. So anyway, it's going to be interesting time. It's been interesting the last few weeks for me. Many of you know about that. But I'm not going to get into that because we're going to do something completely different today. We're going to be talking to a man named Bradley Narragon. Bradley is um, an astrologer and artist, and I'm hoping he's going to show some. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the one on the screen with a top knot on his head. Anyway, so we're going to be talking to him about what he does. He does artist, artistry, and he also does astrology. And I'm kind of interested to see his planets in Pisces because I've got some of those same ones he's got. So anyway, um, we're going to be talking to him. And also we're going to have the Astro News of the Month. You know, it's not that much this month, but we're going to talk about a couple. And there's just like a new new moon and a full moon, and that's about it. But then um, on the next one, we're going to be talking about Celebrity of the Week. We always have a celebrity on every week. And, and given the nature of what's going on in the world, and we figured that this man is at top dog because he's so good. And we're going to be talking about Vladimir, I think you say it that way, Zelensky. We're going to be doing his chart this morning. And um, his chart's interesting, and I'm going to ask Bradley about that because we're both going to be doing it. So, hi, Bradley. Are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? (laughs) Thank God it's working. (laughs) Golly. I was kind of nervous about that because I don't know this guy. He's sort of new. He's taking over from my usual producer, and then you're you're new, too. So I just hope everybody behaves themselves. Okay. So anyway, okay, so we're going to be doing, yes, Mr. Vladimir or Vlad or whatever his name is. We're going to be talking about him and, and a lot of people are talking about, especially the astrologers, they're talking about that his time is not much left for him. And I wrote down a few uh, transits that he's having, which aren't great, but this guy is really super guy. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. And I want to hear what Bradley has to say about him because the cool thing about astrology is that everybody's got an opinion about it. You know, we've got their own or, you know, maybe something I haven't heard of, maybe something he hasn't heard of from me. You know, so we can learn off of each other. It's fabulous. So anyway, we're going to be doing that. And let's see, do we have anything else going on here, Dale? Let me look at thing here. No. But uh, we're going to be talking a lot about Bradley and what he does. He does some really magnificent work on the glyphs of the astrology and does them in all sort of paintings type of thing. So we're going to be talking about that too. And anything else that happens to come up. So I kind of like to freeform my shows and it'll probably sound like it too. So (laughs) anyway, we're going to take a break right now. And when we get back, we're going to be doing the Astro News of the Week or Month. Excuse me, Astro News of the Month. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. 
bored with the other stations, hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. Welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And uh, right now it's time for Astro News of the Month. There's music coming. Music, music. There's some. Oh, I didn't put it on there. Never mind. You don't have to do the music. (laughs) Just a little fluffy thing beforehand, but that's okay. Anyway, this is the Astro News of the Month. We do this at the beginning of every month to talk about what's going on astrologically. And I'm going to talk to Bradley. Bradley. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, good. Good to be here. <laughs> you just sleep through the whole thing. No. Um, anyway, what I was going to do is just talk about the two things that are happening this month um, astrologically. We have a uh, new moon coming up. Our new moon was on the 2nd. And then the full moon on the 18th. Now, those are just two. And the first one, which was, let's see, 12 Pisces. Well, did that hit anything of yours? Yeah, pretty close. My son is 15, so. Oh, that is close. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. So when is your birthday? I'm on January 23rd. Okay. Oh, right snuck into Aquarius there. That's good job. <laughs> so, okay. And then also the next one is March 18th. That is going to be 27 Virgo Pisces. Anything going to hit you there? I think you did say something in a message to me about that. That one, um, I mean, more Jupiter and Neptune for, and, and Mercury are all hitting stuff. But yeah, the, right. that axes in particular late. Yeah. Late middle now. Well, How about yourself? It's pretty much coming up to my moon. My moon's 23 Virgo. So. Mm. Oh. oh. Our moons are opposite. Oh, they are. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember okay. you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, that's it. I mean, during a full moon, whatever you started on the on the new moon kind of comes and f- goes into full fruition, and then it goes back and starts all over again. So that's the cycle of moon that every month. So uh, the new moon's already gone, but the, you know, the full moon we're building up to it right now. And you know, with things that are going on in the world right now, we could say that we're building towards something. Couldn't you say that, Bradley? Something's building. Definitely. Yes. I definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but what to what, we don't know. But um, anyway. Okay, we're going to shift. We're going to go to the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay. So we have uh, Vladimir Volensky. Zelensky. I'll get it eventually. Anyway, so he... Um, have you looked at his chart, Bradley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about that. Um, there's a couple of things. It's one thing that I, tw- I look at most specifically because I'm writing a book about it is the stationary planet. And um, he has stationary Pluto. Wouldn't it be that? Conjoined mm-hmm. the North Node, too. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> I mean, I looked at that chart. I said, well, he seems to be living his life quite well right now. I mean... He's really heading right into the thick of it, you know, and he's practically egging what's-his-name on to come and get him. But this guy is, I mean, he's, he's an Aquarius, obviously. His birthday is, let me say it right here, okay, January 25th, 1978, born at 2 p.m., and also born in a city which I can't remotely re- pronounce. 
Krovars, Kurl Klog, <laughs> Ukraine somewhere. Anyway, it's um, he started off kind of interesting. Um, he became an actor, and he was also in a lot of plays and stuff. And then that Moon and Leo says, well, yes, I'm a show off. Okay, partly. But it, it wants to get out in front of a crowd and entertain. So we know that. But um, what made him, I don't know. Uh, well, you'd say also probably the sun in Aquarius would be the activist that he has become. And also, to, and they elected him president. So he's more than just an activist. He's somebody who really stands up and says stuff that means something to him. And um, so what do you, what's your impression of his chart? Well, as an evolutionary astrologer, I wanted to draw attention back to what you had mentioned initially with Pluto conjunct the North node in Libra. Yep. And uh, if, if, if anyone out there is familiar with some of the evolutionary astrology, Pluto conjunct the North node is what we call one of the exceptions to the rules. So it basically means that, there's no Pluto polarity point in the chart and yeah. his evolutionary path is to continue to do what this symbolizes. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, just in a, in a really simple way, you could say that the North node and Pluto and Libra in the fifth house, this, this cooperation and working together is just how he's wired and something he's been working on. And it's a huge part of his purpose in life. So right. he's not one of those Leo types. That's just like, I'm so great. And then that's ruled by that Venus conjunct the Aquarius sun. So he's really the collaboration with the people. Yes. And I think that's why he's so loved by his people, that he's really there for the people. That's one of the first reactions I had. What I like to, what I like to do is get the chart out, close my eyes, and look at it and get a snapshot, get a snapshot and thoughts that are, you know, that support that. You know, I said, well, he's so Leonian, and then he has the Aquarius, and I said, he's, he wants to be loved very much. And, you know, that's part of it. But the bigger picture is the Uranian picture. He's basically being taken off of planet Earth to having a big ego and performing and moving into something that is way beyond him. You know, and that's what I have a sense of that he um, won't ever usually know where he's going, you know, because he's going off crazy half all over the place. But he's being taken to places. It seems to me that Pluto, that north node, is taking him into a place that he goes, I really don't know what I'm doing, but this is what I have to do. You know, and that his his chart is governed by the outer planets, for sure. You know, and um, and he's so well-loved. I love the Venus conjoined the sun, the combust Venus. You know, and that that's just a really intense thing. It's like, oh, no, wait a minute. When, what year, hey, what year was, oh, I was thinking, Oprah. Oprah also has a combust Venus, and she's an Aquarius. So I was thinking about that. And it seems to me that the sun's, the moon, or Venus's um, essence is pulling in the sun, or it's the other way around, something like that. Is that what that's about? And, you know, um, I'm a little confused on some of those things. I've been reading through them, but never really seen anybody act it out. So how, what does that mean for you, Bradley? The Venus-Sun conjunction? Yeah, and, and it's combust. You know, it's like, it's, I think it's right. like less than how many degrees or minutes away from the sun. Yeah. yeah. I Honestly, I mean, I, 
on, on these kind of conjunctions, I stick pretty exclusively to my evolutionary astrology okay. teachings, which is it, it doesn't take into some of the nuances and interpretations of Hellenistic and traditional astrologies. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so from that EA point of view, the sun's the current life purpose. Yeah. And so his purpose is very much about a relationship to the people. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's cause it's so close. It's just, there's no escaping that connection. That's you know? true. And it's in the ninth house too, which is extremely positive. You know, I don't know if he's taught, he probably has, but um, he would have to have with a chart like this, you know, where he can you know, basically uplift everybody that he's around, you know, and that's the uplift is that ninth house byline, you know, it's the Jupiter thing. So um, it, it has that variable too. It's just very interesting. And, you know, I, you know, I came I, when I looked at, the, I always look for the, the stationary planet, any planet. You can't tell unless you look at an ephemeris, if you can find one. And so I, when I found the Pluto being very, very close to the stationary point, um, I said that's just something that uh, Ray Grassy talks about. The, the, the stationary point is the branding iron in their chart. It is just, it's like the, mm-hmm. it brings all the attention to that point. And so he's definitely acting out the Pluto stuff right now. So incredibly, I mean, he's all, that's all he's seeing right now. It's Pluto everywhere. I mean, to be in that position that he's in and, you know, and he's probably the number one guy on their hit list too, which is not much fun for him, but uh, you know, it's um, his life. I'm trying to see what else I'm seeing. Gemini rising. Oh, I know. I was looking at these transits here. These are important. Okay. Um, Saturn's opposing his moon, number one. Uh, mm-hmm. And let's see what else here. We have um, Saturn. Oh, yeah. I said Neptune is squaring his ascendant. And um, I can yeah. relate to that. And let's see. Okay. And we have a station. Yeah, I mentioned that already. Do you get what other ones did you get as far as transit? Well, well, that Saturn also, especially at the start of it, was training his his Pluto, and I, and I think that's really helped with a lot of of the strength at the yes. start of, of it the would whole have. war. Oh yeah, uh, it would. Yeah, and then um, and then Saturn's now building up to his midheaven, so right. that's another one I'm watching when Saturn yep. actually hits the midheaven. Yeah, it's coming up to it, isn't it? Yep. Oh gosh, and all that stuff's in his tenth house too. The um and his midheaven is twenty Aquarius. The on the Ukrainian chart um, from uh, August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one, which has a really positive rod and rating AA. So okay, um, that that moon is twenty two Aquarius. So there's something about his midheaven and the moon in the Ukrainian chart. Oh, they're and, connected, uh, huh? And that Saturn transit coming up. So oh, that's yeah, something that... to watch for. Now is did the the Uranian or Ukrainian? Ukrainian. God, those words all sound the same. <laughs> like when having problems like me speaking, God, that's hard on me. Anyway, um, it seems as though it was January 21st, 1990 was the day that Ukraine was set up. I think something set up at that point. That's the date that I found. Was that the date that you used? Um, I looked up the, the chart of the nation in the uh, Astro Data Bank okay. on Astro.com, and they used the August 24th, okay. 1991. And uh, so I was doing more research on it. There was a, there was a last minute 
short-lived um, Russian coup d'etat in, uh, in August of 91. And when right. that failed, that's right after that was kind of the, the distinctive turning point for Ukraine to, to okay. become a nation. Okay. So, yeah, I, and I was looking at, because I had heard you meant throw out that other date, I was looking at other times because, you know, doing some research on Ukraine, it's like they've gone through a lot of cycles of different power people coming in and, right. you know, um, and, and so I don't know if we're going to have a chance to get into it all, but the um, January 22nd, 1918 mm-hmm. was a Ukrainian proclamation of independence Interesting. Um, okay. And then on uh, December 25th, 1991, really at the dissolution of the Soviet Union, um, we actually have a 7.32 p.m. time where they lowered they lowered the flag mm-hmm. um, for the Soviet Union at that time. And, and so when I looked at Ukraine chart and the 1918 chart and Zelensky's chart and all of this, there's some key there's some key points that repeat through all of these. We should talk about that. And, we and so to... it's been pretty fascinating to that, see. That is interesting. It always um, follows, doesn't it? It always and, does. And uh, Zelensky's moon at 17 Leo. Yeah. That isn't a, That isn't an exact square to the Ukrainian Pluto chart for this 1991 chart to, within two minutes. Oh, I mean, it's really minutes. exact. Like and, Wow. And the Pluto square in the Ukrainian chart is probably the most stressful thing that jumps out. I mean, it's really, wow. That's really it's squaring Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, and the moon in this big, yeah, various Leo, Scorpio, T-square. Yeah. Sounds like it. Anyway. Okay, we have to take a break here. And when we get back, we're going to continue our conversation about Ukraine and probably anything else that comes up. So this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Linda Rasmussen at verticalenergyworldwide.com. We cover the world of animals. This week, March 6th, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our animal friends Sunday. We'll check in with Meow Cat Rescue in Kirkland, Help Animals India in Seattle, Seattle Dogs Homeless Program. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga. All on Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, your host, and our guest today is Mr. Bradley Narragon. We're talking about all sorts of things, astrological. It seems to me that when we, when we have a crisis in the world, everybody's interest goes right to that. And I don't think that too many people look at the astrology of it because they wouldn't understand what it was anyway. But those that are um, find commonality in everything that you look at in a chart. And you know what Bradley was just looking at, the dates of inception, there are a lot of different kind of dates you can use. I happened to find January 21st, 1990, and I didn't know what the heck that was. It was something to do with something that got signed. But I used it anyway because it's an Aquarian date, you know, and it seems like the leader of the country will probably often have those attributes in their chart to follow the chart of the country and its evolution. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's interesting stuff. And 
uh, Walensky, I, I keep expecting him to jump up on a stage and start singing and dancing when he's doing this. You know, I really do. I would love to see him do that. That would be a really cool thing. But, you know, he, he basically went to school and got performance stuff, and he was in shows and all that kind of stuff. That Leo Moon just stood right out there and said, hey, I'm here. So anyway, um, so what other things have you got there uh, about um, Ukraine and Valetsky? that we can talk about. Oh, yeah. So, well, it's interesting that you have that other chart because that that there is a lot of relevance to that, the sun being at the first degree of Aquarius. Right, yeah. Uh, on the uh, August 24th, 1991 chart. Yeah. Um, we have the, uh, I believe that Saturn is at one degree Aquarius in that chart. Let me just quick verify that. Yes. and um, And then if you go back, to um, the 1918 one, there is a, that's January 22nd. So the sun is at the beginning of Aquarius. Of course it is. So we have a repeating. And then in Zelensky's chart, he's got Venus and the sun at five Aquarius. So it's a little bit later in Aquarius, but then his Mars is at zero Leo. So clearly this axis is, is highlighted in it's just, most of the charts. That axis is completely radioactive. <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it, is everything's to be drawn to that point. If things happen, those degrees. I wrote a book on the Titanic, and the, the 21st degree to about the 26th degree of a cardinal sign were all involved with a Titanic disaster. And it took me seven years to research, but it was a lot, a lot of material. And so I know of what these degrees do. You know, when they hit it, something happens. You know, and it's related to something previous. So it's really something. And so this particular event in, in astrology also has a mark on it. You know, it, basically it's an Aquarian mark because you can see the way that your, uh, Ukraine acts its stuff out. Once it figures out that it's being run after by another country, it starts to fight them. You know, I said, well, that's Aquarian. Yeah, I'd be doing that. Sure. Yeah. And then more so, more so, and they are much more enthusiastic about the idea of fighting for the country other than just sitting and rolling over and, you know, letting the Russians take it. This just ain't going to happen. So, and of course, the United States is what kind of, oh, we're a cancer country, but we've got a lot of Aquarius in it. I think Aquarius rising, something like that for the United States. So... Or is is that? Do you have another? That's what I've heard. You know, I don't know how to do with that U.S. chart. To be honest with you, there's yeah. so many different takes on that one. I know there are tons of them, but I kind of like the ones with with the more Aquarius in it because it seems like we're a country that really has rules. We set them down in in stone, then we kick them around for a while, and then we get rid of them. You know, and um, that's kind of the way the normal human being would go anyway on an evolutionary path, especially an Aquarius type of path. But um, And because of what's going on in the charts right now, there's a lot of Aquarius going on, and um, you're right behind Aquarius with, uh, or in front of Aquarius with um, Pisces. And, you know, it's, um, it's interesting because I have a north node in Aquarius, 
So where do you end up? You end up at the at the Aquarius line. <laughs> Can I come in and play? <laughs> you know, it really is like that. So I, I'm interested in watching things um, occur and evolve from that point of view. What happens when something strikes or hits a country? Do they roll over and play dead or do they fight? You know, and I want enjoying the heck watching this country really fighting against somebody like Putin. So, yeah, really something else. So anyway, okay, so let's talk about some of the stuff that you do, because I've seen you do a lot of the different paintings of the, the um, what do you call those things, those round things with the symbols on them. I know there's a name for them. Of course, I forgot. But call them astrological mandalas. Oh, thank you. I knew it started with an M. Okay. Okay, great. I'm glad you're smart. Anyway, so, um, yeah. Um, so are you moved to move those at, at any time? Like right now, are you having any personal transits? Well, I think you are having transits that, for, that make you want to move in that general direction to express yourself. Definitely. I mean, I have, I have a Pisces rising and Venus and the moon in the first house near that Pisces ascendant. Oh, wow. So every, every time that I've had prominent transits to those three points, um, I, I, I end up creating more art. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, here it comes, you know, rolling right so, yeah. down the street. That's yeah. Nice. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about when you were telling about this is, man, that is one romantic sec- signature in your chart. <laughs> really romantic. You know, it's all combined right next to the ascendant too. So it's right out there where everybody can see it. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And um, I thought if we ever got to talk online, we'd probably talk about all sorts of artwork. But um, I'm, I'm a musician. I didn't take the artwork oh route but my parents did both my parents were artists in the in northwest and they they did a lot of um exhibitions and different things like that and he, they were one of the best i think in this state during the time that they were painting and that was in the late 50s early 60s wow yeah i've got a ton of their paintings in my closet about 275 of them wow yeah they're really, they're pretty cool. Really nice. Uh, oil on canvas? Uh, my mother did because she was a portrait painter. My dad did oil because, or not oil, but watercolor. He's the Pisces, so it would make sense he would pick that. <laughs> <laughs> my mother was a Taurus, so she picked the oil. Now, that's even more, that makes even more sense to me. But um, I was always around them when they were um, painting. They paint up in the in this third floor and had a big studio set up there. They're always up there painting. Yeah. I mean, they were just, I remember my dad was so ravenous to paint. He would paint two or three paintings on one piece of paper. You know, I think actually artists do that on one side was one big one. And the other side was two little ones. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) He just didn't have enough paper. (laughs) You know, I think that was probably it. So, um, and he painted, um, Landscapes. He painted boats because he's in a Pisces. He painted waters cut, water scenes, you know, all that stuff. And he mm-hmm. also had a fifth house, Sun and Venus, in Pisces. Mm. Couldn't avoid that one if he tried, you know. So, um, yeah, you're somewhat like my dad. You are quiet, 
because my dad was very quiet. He was born on, <laughs> today was his birthday, as I mentioned. And um, he was quiet, but he was funny, too. He had a Mercury in Aquarius, which was hysterical. <laughs> it was, oh, my God. It was fun being around him and his brother. They were really good people together. So um, anyway, um, yeah, and so my background may be similar. What is your background? Why don't you tell us your background? Uh, you know, I'm telling you all about my background, but I think everybody's heard that story a couple of times. So tell, tell us about how you got started in the business that you're doing. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, well, I'm 45 years old now, and I was born in Wisconsin. And, you know, some of my formative moments growing up definitely involved artwork. Um, and, um, and also a fascination with astrological symbols, but, um, grew up in a more, uh, I guess, conservative Midwest type environment. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have any exposure to astrology and. No, oh, you wouldn't um, back there, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my, my mom had this little Sagittarius keychain, and I just remember always playing with it and looking at that symbol in the back of the car, but it just, and so, and in second grade, I remember we had a, a calendar on the wall of the seasons and it was a circular calendar. Uh-huh. And I just loved that. Like it just kind of stuck in my, my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think it was in 1998 that I first got into astrology and astrological mandalas. And it just happened at the same time. And for me, it was really a way for me to understand the chart. So in December of, of 98, I was, you know, casting my first charts on my own. This is, I still had to get a house of tables and an ephemeris and right. try to figure all this stuff oh, out. You do that all by hand? Online. <laughs> I, well, well, I have to commend you for that because I never did learn anything by hand, but I think you really learn it better when you do it by hand. So at least that's my feeling anyway. So you learned, you basically taught it to yourself, right? As best I could. I mean, I was definitely struggling. And the thing that I, I, so I was like trying to find tools to help myself learn. And so then I, I basically was like, I need to paint this thing on a table. Oh, wow. And and so the, one of the first things I did in, in January 99 was I painted the Zodiac on a wood 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 shield or disc. And I glued a little cork ring on there and I had those little push pins that, you know, whatever you stick something on the wall with. Right, right. Yeah. I took like a, a fine tip Sharpie and drew the glyphs on the tips of those. And I started tracking the transits. And I, of course, I had Robert uh, Hand's Planets and Transits. Oh, so I started reading one. every yeah. day yeah. and tracking every day and opened my ephemeris and moved the little things on the table. Uh, and where's your moon I, again? You got something in Virgo, right? Um, now my moon's 23 Pisces in some minutes. Oh, okay. I was thinking um, that's Virgo you're talking about there. I mean, kind of. Yeah, like. I've got other, I don't actually have planets in Virgo necessarily, but there's a strong Mercury in the chart. And... Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Every time um, I hear a story, I'm going, okay, that's that. That's that. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's, yeah. it's a habit we have, but yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, I like hearing about somebody teaching themselves how to do it because it's so complicated. You know, you've got one layer, then a layer. I keep adding layers and layers and layers and layers. And pretty soon, actually, it starts to all make sense, you know, when you put all the layers together. But it takes a while to really get to know what they are. So, yeah. 
That's pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. That's very good. I like that. So, yeah, um, I was trying to remember how I learned about it. It was uh, 1990 That's when I first started it. I had a reading by a friend, and I got to take another break. I'm sorry. I'm sorry there. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens when things get a little bit off, but that's all right. Getting off is kind of fun. So anyway, we're going to take a break right now, and when we get back, we'll have more with Bradley. This is the new brand new this is the brand new Jupiter Rising show as of today. Anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising show. We'll be right back here. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Hank Garrett, the last surviving actor from Car 54, Where Are You? to talk about his book, From Harlem Hoodlum to Hollywood Heavy. On Saturday, Nicole Strickland discusses doing ghost research the effective and ethical way. She calls this tutorial Ghost Research 101, and you'll learn a lot. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. With me is Bradley Narragon. He is from Chehalis, right? Yeah, Centralia. Well, that's close, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. okay. (laughs) Kind of like Twin Cities or something like that. I don't know. I've never really been down there that much. But anyway, it's nice down there from what I hear. So anyway, let's talk some more about, you know, the astrology. You know, I often have asked people, how the heck did they ever find it, astrology? And I said that a lot of them said, well, it found us. Did it find you? I would say that was probably true. Um, I was visiting my uncle in Kansas City, driving from Wisconsin at the time, and Mm -hmm. he was a, a real inspiration to me. And very much into everything metaphysical mm-hmm. and uh, summer of 98, he took me to a psychic who did astrology reading for me. And that was, that was what planted the seed. Yeah, um, that would do it. Wouldn't it? Wow. And then in December, a friend had an astrology book and I said, can I borrow that? <laughs> and then it was all over. <laughs> That's it. It's all over, but the shouting. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> that brings back memories. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever, I was with my friend who got me into it. I, said, I don't ever blame him because he's a fabulous guy. And he used to do public speaking for people. And and so the first time I met him, I was going to do some other business for him. And, and so um, he asked me for my birth information. Well, I, I have no idea why he did that. So I brought, he brought his <laughs> chart with him. And I said, what is that you got there? He says, your astrology chart. And I said, oh, what? Let me tell you all about it. And he goes, I was surprised and shocked and pretty much heard not all of it, but it was a good chunk of who I am and didn't even know about it. And and so and I found out I'm the type of person who anybody gives me any information about myself, I want to find out how they got it, you know, so I can repeat <laughs> what they do. And so I did that, and um, I started astrology late 1990, and I had met him in early 1990, and um, he was always astro babbling at me quite a bit. And I said, "What are you talking about?" And he's just, oh, "Just hang in there, just hang in there, you'll learn." 
So, yeah, it was really something else. And um, as, like I asked you, and I, I, you tended to agree, that people say who have gotten in this profession say that it found them. It seemed like astrology is kind of walking by and said, hey, come here, let's talk. You know, and I go, okay, what do we talk about? And he says, oh, you'll see, ha-ha. And, <laughs> or whatever the guy would say. But um, it was, it's the only thing I can ever remember in my life that kept my attention for such a long period of time. You know, there was always something happening, you know, like a, a miraculous thing like the Titanic when I researched that. I just couldn't even believe what the synchronicities of all those things mm. were that happened. It was just, it was everybody on that boat had the same thing in their chart. How that happened, I don't know, but it was extraordinary. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Go ahead. Would you want? Yeah, the I mean, for example, with circling back to the Ukraine on this, but the Pluto by transit right now is forming a in conjunct to the Ukraine Venus in the chart at twenty eight Leo, uh -huh. and uh, I was reading about that aspect, and it was talking about separation from loved ones and family, oh, and yeah. I mean, it's just so literal. Yeah, when you, right. when you add up all of the, the transits that are happening. Yeah, when you look at the inconjunct and how it brings two signs together that don't even remotely get along, seems like um, there's always the, the 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 standard word for for inconjunct is adjustment. You always have to adjust something, a part of you, to listen to or whatever. But um, yeah, and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting, and. Um, I have a fair amount of inconjuncts in my chart, too, so that makes things mm -hmm. even more interesting. But, you know, technically, I think I have three yods in my chart. Three. Well, one at least, or maybe two. Could be three. Could be. I don't know. But um, the things that are inconjunct is like I'm always shifting. <laughs> you know, I want to make it this way, but it wants to go that way. You know, that's the adjusting that's going on type of thing. And um, I always like to like to watch the the aspects as they take place in people and myself. You know, you can see them happen, you know, and um, that's what I love about this work. It just never ends, does it? Mm -hmm. So in 1990, that was a really exciting year because that was the Uranus-Neptune conjunction yes. in, in Capricorn was happening, start of the, the internet. Yeah, Was that point hitting something in your chart? Because Uranus does correlate to astrology, of course. So. Um, what degree was it? Eighteen or nineteen degrees? Yeah, yeah, okay. Capricorn there. Um, mm -hmm. Let me think. I don't have anything in Capricorn in my chart, but I'm trying to think of the other signs. Okay, uh, the only thing is thirteen, um, thirteen Libra. That would have been Saturn, but that's the only mm -hmm. thing that's even remotely close to that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, other than that, there's nothing. You know, I'm really surprised that I didn't get any Capricorn planets, but. <laughs> <laughs> already, already developed, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, but, you know, I, you know I, I, uh, Chiron is in Capricorn. Excuse me, I certainly didn't mean to demote that planet because that's a real mm -hmm. kicker when you don't watch it, you know. And so um, Chiron is a wounded healer, and it obviously had to do with my dad. And I went through a lot of stuff after he died, a lot of emotional stuff. And um, it was good to do that. So kind of went and get my, gave my Chiron a kick a bit or something. But 
Um, yeah. Um, you know, I'm talking too much about myself. I always find myself talking too, way too much, but I, I am the host. But you know what I mean? It's kind of, I always have to relate it personally with my Mercury and Aries. You know, it always seems to do that. But um, I think the most wonderful thing about astrology, it is the perfect teacher for yourself. I actually left four years of therapy because of this. You know, I realized, well, it's not doing it for me, but I'm looking at astrology more and more and more to see what's happening with me. And I realized I need the therapy anymore. I could do it with this. Yeah. Did you ever get to that point with it? Um, well, again, coming from a conservative Midwest background, I, I never had therapy <laughs> or counseling or until later in my life. And, and, and now I'm thankful to, to have a really great therapist that I work with, but, oh, that's um, great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I mean, the thing that happened to me when I got into it was I actually kind of got a little angry because, I was so blown away how accurate it was when you read your transits to the detail every right. day. I was right. shocked. I could yeah. not believe this is real. It's like, yeah. this is a, this is holographic universe. And it nobody is. It really it's is. actually true. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe this is real. Yeah. And so I was just kind of flabbergasted and, you know, trying to talk to people that didn't know about astrology and yeah. trying to process how this could exist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, and it's so amazingly predictable, too, through transit. Um, I remember one time I had a client and I had had him seen her for a few months and she was sitting, we were sitting online and I was looking at her. She says, do you see anything happening for me, like a relationship or something like that? And I looked and I said, well, it kind of looks like it here. She says, oh, really? What is it? And I said, well, Pluto's going right over your Venus. <laughs> and she's going, what is that again? And I said, probably the one of the most powerful trances you can ever get relating to a relationship. That's what you'll get. And if she says, okay, so when is that going to happen? I said, oh, maybe yesterday. I don't know. Well, because it were like right smack dab on the degree, right on it, you know. I said, well, it's going to be very soon, very soon. Wouldn't be surprised if it was tomorrow or something. And she goes, oh, quit teasing me. I don't even want a relationship. She was a very, very independent girl, and she just didn't want to hear this. She didn't want the, the distraction she knows that would mean to be in a relationship. I said, well, don't say no, because if you don't, if you, you know, you should say yes, because you'll learn. She says, okay. So next morning or next day, she contacted me. She says, guess what? I met him. <laughs> it was like the day after. I couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe it either. She says, how did you get that so accurately? I said, you know, I, I could have said, yes, I saw him in my head and I knew what he looked like, but I didn't say that. I said, this just shows that your life is going to change. As you know it, it is not going to be the same way. You're going to have an extra added player in there. And it's going to be the guy that you're with. By the way, he was a Scorpio, too. Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's one of those amazing sort of things like you've had, you know, when somebody shows up and they're the right sign and everything else, you know, is really perfect. And they're still together, too. They're really happy. So um, she's really good and one of my favorite clients in the whole world. But, you know, um, it was amazing to be able to de deliver that news to her. It's like, well, it looks kind of like any minute now. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I don't want it. Well, 
You better better take a look at that because Pluto will, if it isn't through the one, it'll be with somebody else. And it, somebody else may not be as good as the first one. So, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of cool when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's an exciting story. And on the flip side of it, I'm sure you've had this too where people want relationships so right. bad. And then you're looking and you're like, I don't see anything oh, really coming up. No, I don't either. Or you see such a transit like, that just says, I, I really. know, no, I wouldn't recommend it. But yeah. you know, with a Pluto on the sun, on Venus could be the same type of thing. It could be an amazingly mm-hmm. powerful relationship, but it turns into a relationship from you know where, you yeah, know, so definitely. it just depends. So, but she had enough strength to deal with it. She was good. So. Probably a little more potential than if Uranus was on Venus or Neptune was on Venus for the start. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Give it gives <laughs> a little like, bit of a warming up, you know, to the yeah. idea. Well, they evidently met somewhere. It was kaboom, kabang, just like good old Pluto does, you know. And um, and so, you know, um, I just found that kind of funny when that happened. But, um, but again, I could see the way she was talking about her life. It seemed like one part of her life had drifted away. And so she had a nice big gap in her life. Guess what was going to fill it? You know, if you have a gap or something, or you've gotten rid of a relationship or, or whatever it is, and you have some time in your life now that you can fill with something else, you know, and there it is. What can you do? So, hey, pretty cool. So anyway, we got to take another break right now. When we get back, we're going to be finishing up with Bradley. And so this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan, excuse me, I can say this, Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington State and Oregon, helping people to obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. There's a lot of information that we need to have to make selections of medical plans, and talking to someone like Susan can be a bit more clear for people, that, especially if you're trying to do it yourself. I tried to. No way. It worked. It was great. So if you wish to talk to Susan about your medical coverage, she's just a phone call away. You can call her at 206, nope, wrong one, 253 318-9379. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. I've had more than 30 years experience in astrology, and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. You can contact me at 206 206- 816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much and I'll see you soon. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I was just had a thought float through my head, Bradley, just before we came back from the break that there's going to be a lot of people watching, uh, um, what's his name? <laughs> God, <laughs> you know, the, pre- the president of Ukraine. Anyway, I'm wondering, um, 
because there's so many astrologers that are on this bandwagon too. They're predicting a very short-lived life over the next several weeks. You know, and let's face it, being under Putin's gun would not be my favorite way of spending time. So um, it would seem as though, um, I think a lot of people are watching the calendar or watching him right now to see how well he's doing. But I do notice that he's getting stronger every day. And I think thinking that it's definitely that Pluto North Node, you know, he's just gaining it. Pluto is feeding it to him so much that he couldn't possibly lose. So what's your opinion on that? I would 100% agree on that. And again, with that ruler being Venus conjunct the sun in the ninth house, he's, he's clearly living his truth. And when you're living in that authenticity and in line with what your soul's purpose is, it, you just have more power and momentum. So um, whether he lives another week or a, a longer, you know, it, it's, it's really powerful time for him, clearly. It's really sad to be looking at somebody that we actually have put into such a high place of revere and, and kind of feel that we may not have him very long. I mean, I can't ever remember feeling like this, you know, um, because you always think about it. Like I always, here's an example. When I was on um, December 30th this last year, I decided to do Betty White's birth chart on 30th, right? And I woke up the next morning and I pulled up my Facebook page and there's Betty White who just died. I said, oh, geez, that's just too close, okay? You know, and for Betty White to pass away, I mean, I don't know how you felt about her. She was just incredible. Just, she had such a, a light, light soul, and she was so freaking funny. I loved her. But the fact that, you know, literally she walked away from the planet the last day of last year, I thought, wow. Just, you know, Noel Till died that way, too. He died the same year. Or in the same, you know, um, uh, December 31st. That was the year before, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, and he died on his birthday. So he planned that really well, I thought, for an astrologer. You know, not bad. He was my astrologer. Yeah, he was my astrologer. Mm -hmm. So um, I was really sad when he left, but um, really. But he was, his sense of humor was so perfect. I loved his sense of humor. But did you ever hear him or hear him uh, do lectures? I don't think I've ever seen a, a lecture from him. I did have a book of his at one point, and I got a lot out of it. Yeah, they're really excellent books. And he, he was he had over 30 books out. And, of course, his last one, the big, huge, gigantic um, thing for therapists, which is the one that I have, is huge. It's 900 pages long. <laughs> I don't know how he did that, but that's, it took patience what it did but being a Capricorn he could do that so um yeah and um yeah he was just he I had I had a workshop with him one time and he told me I was going to be a really good astrologer that was before I even knew what that was you know but I went to it because I remember seeing him and I don't know if a lot of people don't know this but those that do I remember seeing him at Seattle Opera he sang in the ring cycle it was 1976 He's saying the part of Votan. Now, you know how tall he is, right? Six foot ten. Wow. Yeah. 
was like, he played the giant, he played the, the god, Votan, who was the big god from wherever he was, you know. And, um, yeah, and that's the first time I ever saw him was there. And then it said in a little paragraph, it says, and then in the meantime, in his spare time, he does astrology. And I said, wow, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, and you just never know where you're going to end up. Just you like you're not going to know what Zelensky's going to be doing in a week from now or two weeks from now. You know, um, I keep trying to see this event on a bigger scale, you know, running on, a, on a, some sort of painting or something. It has a lot to do with, obviously, with rebellion and, and getting your independence back from a bigger country. That's, that's the small stuff, but there's bigger stuff. Because the stuff's going on, on those, in those people there in that country, you know, really, really reaching out and, and fighting for themselves, completely fighting for themselves. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. Oh, oh, how much time have we got? We've got three minutes. Wow, this went by fast. <laughs> so anyway, can you tell the audience how we can get a hold of you? Certainly. I have a website, bradleynaragon.com. Mm-hmm. That's N-A-R-A-G-O-N. Mm-hmm. And from there, I've got links. I've got an Instagram. I've got a couple of different Instagram accounts. One, I post uh, the artwork that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And in the story on that, I do a lot of process picture posts. So okay. if you want to see how the my own process, my relationship to process unfolds, I do that in the story on that one. And oh, then cool. Narragon Astrology on Instagram. Um, yeah. I'm going to be doing actually a lot of the stuff that I didn't get it, you know, we could have gone on for hours, but I have oh, a lot sure. of notes on all these Ukraine charts and I'm going to do a little more of an in-depth okay. sharing on there on Ukraine. Yeah, um, and if you um, could, I just let me rem- ask you if you can send me a few of those things. I can post them on my page. And so um, if anybody who listened to the show today want to see some of his artwork, we don't have anything to, to display here. But if you go to my page, Eileen Grimes, you'll be able to find some stuff there. I'll get some done this afternoon. Okay. That'd be, Excellent. That would Thank be really you. nice to publicize you there because you're really good. Really, really good. Yeah, I heard from you from C.C. Stevens. He said that you were just wonderful, and I, I talked to you about finding a place to live. But that's okay. I haven't done it yet, but I'm okay. Um, but, um, yeah, and then I asked you about your business, and I said, oh, we got to have him on the show. So there you are. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. It was fun. You know, it's kind of a crazy time right now. I'm, I mean, here six, six days ago, no, yeah, six days from now, I'm going to be 70 years old. Do you believe it? I don't believe it. It doesn't even feel <laughs> close to it. You know, I couldn't even believe my dad would be 100 even if he was alive. But, you know, it's just so funny. Age is such a relative thing in people. It really is. I just don't feel anywhere close to it. Although I may start looking in the mirror and going, oh, what's that? But that's okay. Anyway. <laughs> Just another crazy thought. So I have one minute now. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, thank you. Okay, um, thank you very much, Bradley. And I think we'll have you on again soon. I'd like to see some of your new stuff that you're going to be putting out, and we can put the put, publicize them on my on my page. Okay. That's going to be wonderful. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Take care. You bet. Thanks. Okay, um, we've got some stuff coming up here. Um, for those that you have don't know. We're not done yet, are we? <laughs> oh, it's right at the end. 
Okay, I'm going to say goodbye then. Oh, well. Anyway, so I'm going to see you next week here, and we're going to have on uh, Mitchell Lewis will be on the show, and that's all there is to us today. So we'll see you next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.